Welcome to another episode of the brand called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful people from around the world. Today, I am privileged and delighted to welcome not just a dear friend, a fellow YPO, but someone who's also an accomplished business person and a successful author, Susie Kanu. Susie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Ash. I'm really honored. And um, I, I actually didn't tell you this before, but um, I love India. Uh-huh. And I know there's a reason why it's called Incredible India, because um, every time I go there, I feel it to be a very unique, atypical country. It's, mm-hmm. It is incredible. It's such a peaceful, peaceful country, beautiful people, and a very tolerant society um, with different religions. So, so thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm, I'm honored to be with you. Thank you. Terrific. So uh, Susie is the president of the KE Kanu group, which is one of the major groups of the Middle East. Um, she's an author. And today we're going to speak more about her book, which was released yesterday and is already number 14 on the list within six hours of launch. So Susie, before we talk about your book, I want to spend two minutes about you telling me about the Kanu group, how it started and what businesses you are in. Yeah, it's, it's uh, many generations old. It's, it's over four generations old. And um, it started, they're entrepreneurs are my great grandfather's father they were they were entrepreneurs obviously at that at that time in, in the gulf and they put their hands in almost everything but um the, the divisions that we have is both basically automotive and real estate real estate development automotive and um obviously investments abroad and inside the country so i worked with my um with my father and my uncle before my uncle passed away as well as my father, God bless him, yeah. and, um, and I decided to take over the divisions of the company that uh, were not very exciting to them. And mm-hmm. For some odd reason, it was the automotive division, you know, uh, divisions, the trading houses and the automotive. And I said, give them to me, you know, I let me do them. And everyone said, why are you tiring yourself? You should mm-hmm. be at home having coffee and teas and lunches. Okay. And I said, no, give them to me, you know. So... Anyway, um, I decided to, to take it over. Um, I brought in a full team. I took over a company, divisions of the company that basically had no, uh, no service centers, no nothing, mm-hmm. um, renovated it completely or relaunched it. And uh, we were one of the worst dealers in, mm-hmm. in the country to the top five. Wow. So then I became CEO, the first woman CEO, by the way, in all of the kind of groups. Amazing. So there are many different divisions of the kind of group. I'm the mm-hmm. first woman CEO. Um, so... I hope I make them proud and the numbers, the numbers speak. So I hope they're proud of oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, it's quite incredible. The kind of size of business that you're running. So now, Susie, let's move to your book. Uh, you know, I've read your book. Thank you for sending me an early copy of it. Uh, the book is titled Hear Us Speak. It's available on every possible channel, including Amazon and all the other uh, online platforms and bookshops. So uh, Susie, tell me about the book. Book, oh, the book, how it came. Let me tell you about the book. I, you know, I, um, I give you a bit of background. Actually, I, uh, I love to write. I've always been. I loved. I love to write. But my father actually told me. He said, you know, Susie, you can't write. Mm-hmm. You, you shouldn't write anywhere. And we're too, we're business people. 
we're an old business family and um, I would rather you not write because we don't want you to enter into anything political and we're, 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 business we're a business family. So, you know, in case you write anything incorrect, you know, we're a business family. So I, you know, so I complied and I wrote a bit and I wrote here and there quietly under different names. And then I wrote a song under, I wrote a poem that was turned okay. into a song under my name, actually. And I came to him and I said, Dad, you know, uh, I wrote the song. And uh, it's out of England, uh, out of a production house in London. And I liked what they were trying to do. So I wanted to support them. And it, you know, it has over 7 million views right now on, wow. on YouTube. So he was very proud, very proud. And then I started to write. And I said, you know, he didn't think there was anything wrong with it. So, so I started to write. And, um, and I've always liked to write. I didn't write a lot after that as well. But um, after all the years that I've seen in business and the traveling and what, what, what I see around me, mm -hmm. I felt I needed to write something about women. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that I thought women were stifled in this part of the world, nor do I think women are submissive, nor do I think women, um, uh, that, that women can't do anything that they'd like to do. But I think that women need to be empowered and need to feel empowered. Mm -hmm. And I, I also have to admit, before we even start, that the, um, the, the countries are where I come from, Bahrain and Saudi Arabia and the Emirates, have done amazing leaps to, to empower women. Yeah. I can't say that they honestly haven't. They really have. The leaders are really, really working hard to empower women. Mm -hmm. so, so salute to them. We're not there yet. Mm -hmm. but um, but it's a big leap, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm very impressed. And I just wish that it would continue. Mm -hmm. um, so I saw a lot of infringement upon rights. I saw a lot of women who had stories to tell. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? Uh, Forbes asked me, you know, if they wanted to write, you know, me to write about myself as a successful businesswoman after they saw me at conferences around the world. And I said, you know, I'm a successful woman in business, but there are many. I mean, there are, there, there are others. And um, I'm blessed that I've been successful, but I'd rather take this opportunity to write about women and the plight of women in the Arab world. Mm -hmm. So this is, it wasn't really planned to be very frank. It wasn't planned, but the more I got into it, the more I was moved by it. And I mm -hmm. felt like this is, um, this is my journey. I think, I think this is a journey and I have to do it. Right. And um, these women were just amazing. These women mm -hmm. that I met. So God bless them. And I hope I make them proud. And I hope, People will just read the book and I hope it will just open a discussion. There's some chapters you will like more. There's some chapters you will like less. But I would like it to be discussed on the table because we have generations coming up. And I'd like that to happen. I'd like there to be a discussion. Are we happy where we're at? Mm -hmm. Where can we do better? I'm treating it almost like a business. Where do I have moved to do better? Where do I have room to well move said. to do better? Well where can we do better and where can we not? You know? but, but let us work together to do better. So that was the whole idea of the book. Fantastic. So tell me, you know, uh, I, I come from India and you've been here many times and, you know, the, 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 the situation for women is significantly different now in India also. But I've often wondered and I've often asked, I used to ask my mother the same question. I don't have any sisters that, you know, why do women choose to remain silent in the early years when there are mm. challenges? I think, you know, I noticed it, it's a sensitive topic mm. for, I think, our generations. But for Generation Z, I think there is no sensitive topic. Correct. So I think we, we've given them what we couldn't do. I think we've taught them. Mm. 
uh, be yourself, um, believe in yourself. And I think that's, it's, it's this, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, it's a society thing, but we still go with the path that we'd rather not rock the boat, you know. Um, there's a lot of respect for elders that we have, which is beautiful. Mm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with respecting elders. It's beautiful. Mm. Our religions are beautiful. Mm. Um, but I think everyone is, is a bit timid mm. to put these questions on the table. Mm. Now, when I talk to Generation Z, like I have the book, it was also by accident. It's my daughter, Lara, who... who who made me wonder and say, listen, I, I think I need to talk to this generation. Mm. They have answers and they speak very openly. Mm. They brought it to my attention that, that this generation is not as inhibited as we are. Yeah. Now, the reason for that, maybe we, we gave them a lot of self-confidence. Mm. Maybe it's social media. Okay. Uh, maybe social media is teaching them to be more open, mm. more, uh, more open with their opinions. Mm. And there, there is no right or wrong opinion. Correct. And I think they've picked it up before we understood it, you know. Um, there, there's no such thing as just black and white, you know. There, there's always, you know, it's, it's not so straight. Hmm. So I think they are learning what I think we would have probably liked to learn earlier. Hmm. And, you know, you're probably also uh, answering my next question, which is that uh, you as a mother empower your daughter much more than probably... Our, our mothers who probably did not empower their daughters as much. Yeah, I think, I don't know if, if I did it. I don't know what she saw when she sent me the letter she wrote to me. I, I honestly, I was flabbergasted like I wrote the book. You know, I, I didn't expect to read what I read, but I think they say, what do they say? Is whatever you do in the house, the children notice and the children emulate, you know? If you're an abusive parent in the house, your children, you know, most probably or could be abusive, you know, to, to, to their families as well. So I think um, they saw that their mother woke up every morning at five or six. She went to the office, uh, rain or sunny or foggy, you know, she was up, she went to the office. She had a choice. She had a choice also, yeah. not, but, and she kept accomplishing and she, they saw that. And they saw that I, I was in the house and I really enjoyed being a mother. Mm. I enjoyed the time I spent with them. Wow. So it was, I think it was reciprocated mm. and the confidence I gave them, I think I just let them be. I, I disciplined them when they were obviously children, but I let them think, you know, every child has a right to think. Every child has a right to, to have thoughts. We all do. Every individual does. Mm. But I allowed them to think without saying, no, no, that's wrong. That's incorrect. That's, mm. you know, mm. um, and I think that's why maybe they developed, you know, and, into who they are. And I allowed them to be who they want to be. You know, um, she's going to biomedical engineering before COVID. So she wanted to make a difference before COVID. Um, now I take advice from her about medical issues. And, um, and she's, you know, she's quite an independent and, and, and strong person. Now, is it because of the household? Is it because of, she has older brothers who are quite tough? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But, um, but we, I think we allow our children to be who they want to be. Very well work. said. So, you know, there was also a quote which said that don't question a woman who has faced abuse, train the abuser when he is a child. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, I, I think I alluded to that when I answered the first question. If, if you have a household that doesn't believe in abuse Correct. and that, that believes in respect, hmm. no matter what, you don't have to dictate it to the children. Hmm. Again, the whole book is, is really what, what I'm actually talking about is, is just give us respect. Hmm. I mean, respect this gender. Mm. Respect us, you know, um, we aren't half a mind, we aren't uh, half an individual. Respect us, yeah, respect but us. The, but you are half the world. We're half the world, we're half the world, so respect us, you know. 
um, if there's certain things that, if it's laws, if it's what you've inherited, respect the woman's mind, respect mm. the woman as an individual. Mm. You see, what I say is in the book that, that we've all, what, a lot of us have, have gone abroad and we've studied, mm. like mm. in India, a lot of women have, have gone to top universities and gone abroad and we've studied and we've come back. Um, and, and we really want to make a difference. And most of us, you know, if, if I can say this, maybe people, men won't be very happy with me, that most of us have better grades th than our counterparts, you know? Yes. We, we do better in school, we do better in grades, you know? And, uh, and we come back, and yet, obviously, we see that, you know, obviously the men, you know, uh, right or incorrect, but they do get more positions, they do get the higher positions. Um, there is a change now where women are fighting um, to have these positions as well. Um, we have to keep fighting. Uh, I hope it. I hope we don't stop, and I hope no one gives up. Mm -hmm. But from again, what I see with this, this new generation, nothing is going to stop them. They're not going to give up. No. I agree. So tell me now about the legal system in in the in the entire uh, Middle East. Is it uh, equal for both genders, or is there a disparity? Look. Um, there, there are changes that are happening. Like I said, there are changes, uh, huge changes in Saudi Arabia, in the kingdom, and in Bahrain as well, uh, our leaders, and in the Emirates, as you see every day, there's, there's a new change. You know? right. uh, we, one important thing is that we always seem to forget, even when I have to remind myself, when we, were, when we were given the chance to vote, women and men had equal. Correct. I mean, had, had an equal right to vote. Yeah. So I can vote. I have the equal right to vote as, as any man. So in that gender parity, we were, I mean, we were, we were allowed to vote simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Now, there's certain laws that I think um, should be looked at more clearly. Mm -hmm. And I think the leaders around here know that they need to be looked at. And I think it's not just the laws, I think it's the implementation again of the laws. Mm. You know, in Bahrain, we have a domestic uh, abuse law, a new one in 2015 that, yeah. uh, that came out, you know, which is a wonderful law, mm. but the enactment of it is difficult. You know, you have to train again, if there are laws, you know, um, it's very easy for me even as a CEO to say, we're going to do this. Okay, mm. but, but who's going to implement my strategy? Correct. You know, you need to train everyone around you. You need to train a police station to take women's, you know, um, testimonies. You need to train them, you know. Mm. Um, so, yes, the laws, um, it's up to you. you. You have to read the book and you have to sit down. I think this is a question. Do you feel we need to change certain laws or not? Mm. Now, if everyone says, no, 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 no need, we're perfectly fine, then, then that's, that's the answer. But there are laws that, that, um, that, should, uh, that should be looked at. Uh, one of them that I ran into so many times, this is other than the abuse. Mm -hmm. Abuse happens all around the world. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Abuse Everywhere. against women is all around the world. Everywhere. It's not just the Arab world. Yeah. It's all around the world. So I can't just say, but it's a book about Arab women. So I can talk about Arab women, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but one issue I kept seeing over and over from affluent women, from um, all different echelons of society, mm. one point that kept coming back, which was very, uh, which was very difficult to hear about, is the, um, the right of a mother giving citizenship to to her child okay. now all around the world united nations i think it was in 1979 had the sadao law that basically it's like a bill of rights for uh, for women yeah. and uh, one part of it basically is um, a woman has a right if she gives birth to a child to okay. give the child citizenship mm. 
Yeah. Now, most of the world has picked that up and is fine with it. The Arab world has a reservation about it. I see. So, so I've noticed this over and over, and um, and I have a hard time understanding it, mm. to be honest. You know, um, everyone has their side, but it's very difficult for me to understand because I sat, I'm telling you, a very affluent woman who married, who married foreign men. Arab women who married four men who had uh, children and uh, they couldn't give their children citizenship, even if they got, gave birth in their countries. Wow. But yet their brother who married a foreigner, foreign woman, was able to give citizenship to that child immediately. Incredible. Now, that, I don't know, is it right? Is it wrong? Uh, you, again, this, these are topics that need to be discussed. Um, is it fair? Is it unfair? We need to we need to talk about these subjects. We never do. We're always a little bit timid about it. But there's nothing wrong with talking about them. You know, we need to find out. But this issue just kept popping up continuously. And then in, in the issue also, this is the same issue that kept popping up. I'm sure you read it in a chapter or two, that woman who married... Um, men from other parts of the even the gulf mm. uh they didn't have citizenship uh, for their children and then they divorced them the children are with the mother but yet they don't have any identity wow. no identity mm. they have no identity they can't take the children to public schools they can't take the children to hospitals they can't travel they have no no identity because the father refused to give them mm. uh, passports mm. so i don't know is that fair I guess these are topics that we need to talk about. Well, these, these certainly need a lot of discussion. Yeah, yeah. So I'd also love to get your thoughts, and they were, this is there in some of your stories, about uh, a woman getting married and then uh, the man getting another woman. Now, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I mean, how, how do people react to this? It's it's one story. That's one, and it also repeats a lot, actually, with many women. But I did I did put that story in the book. Um, it is um, it is according to Islam legal. Mm -hmm. um, there's always reasons it should be legal. It isn't just legal just because you know he feels like it. Sure. Um, it is legal, but also in the Quran it said, "I tell you, you have to treat everyone fairly, okay. all the wives or the multiple wives, extremely equally and extremely fairly." And I tell you, it is almost impossible. So um, it is legal. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, it isn't illegal. Mm -hmm. Now, at this day and age, the women that I talk to, um, the majority of them who were part of this uh, multiple, any uh, the first or second wife, um, mm -hmm. had a very difficult time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's no matter what, it was very difficult for them to accept it, to understand it, to to have the children from different mothers. Now, again. Uh, it's legal. Um, it can be brought up. It can be talked about. But but it is but it is legal in certain to certain limits. Um, at this day and age, it was very difficult for women to accept it. To be honest, as you saw in that story, it was very right. difficult for her to accept it. Yes. And I, you know, in in this situation, which is in which is in a lot as well. Uh, you know, the, the, the men have, um, you know, it's also illegal. It's also yani, against religion to drink, but, but a lot of them do drink, go to bars, enjoy life, but then they decide to selectively use that part of the religion, you know? So, and then you have people, men who are also very honorable. So, yeah. so again, it's a topic to be discussed. It's not a topic that is just, it's always, it's always, you know, black and bad, you know, not, you know, it's not, it's not, it's just a topic that should, should women, be, be told before it happens should women should they give consent should they not uh, do they have to give consent i think in one arab part of the world they they do have to get consent from the first wife 
um, again, we need to talk about it. You, you see, sometimes when men actually, the reason why I also want a lot of men to read this book, because yeah. they also hear the other side, you know, mm. we're continuously hearing one side all the time. Mm. But listen to how it feels from the other side. Right. How does a woman feel and how do your children feel, you know? Um, yes, it is legal, but listen to how difficult it is for them. And in some cases, maybe it's not. Mm. But in general, yes, it is difficult. It is difficult. No, I think one of the things that you have started with this book is an amazing amount of self-realization that is going to come into men. And, you know, yes. through my channel and whenever I speak later also, I'm going to encourage people to read your book because when I read it, it gave me such an amazingly different perspective. Yes. I mean, I don't have any daughters, but if I had... I'm sure after reading your book, I would be much more conscious of her rights. Yes, yes. You see, this is what I want. I, I want men to, because there is, there's no bashing for anyone. As, as you saw, the book is, yeah. is, is objective. Correct. There's no bashing. It's introducing yeah. certain issues and it's not in any negative way. You know, it's just, this is a story and these are the women I met. And, and these women are fantastic are strong yeah. and it, the whole theme throughout the whole book was the strength of a woman mm. the strength of a woman and how much she wants to sacrifice for her children basically mm. the strength of a woman is uh, i i don't think a man can equal equal to not her in the strength not that, that she has honestly really i mean these women i was writing their stories i remember and and i would cheer when i was writing their stories and they'd hold my hand and they'd say listen susie we're fine you know look at us now look at us now we're fine you know yeah. Yeah. so that's what i actually wrote you know I, I i don't know how they survived and i thought oh my god you know we're from you know we're so successful we're so great no these shadows are the light you know it's them you know they're not in the shadows they are the light you know um, so yes, I do want um, men to read the book and I do want them to hear and I do want fathers to read because I think fathers sometimes, it's not knowingly, you know, that's what I think I'm trying to introduce in the book. It's not things that are knowingly done, mm. but notice that when you do have a daughter, make sure when she does get married, she's protected. Correct. She's protected. And, and religion does protect you. Absolutely. Islam does protect you. Yes. Make sure she is protected. We, we have an allowance for that protection. Mm. But if we don't decide to use it, then it's not always the religion's fault, you know? So protect her, you know, even if you think it might sound a bit odd and I put these amendments in the contract, it might sound a bit odd. It isn't odd, you know? Um, protect her so she's protected. And I think the most important part of all of this book, to be honest, is if I can say one thing, it's give the, your woman, your um, your children, give women around you confidence to believe in themselves. Mm. Um, that is, I think, what's lacking. Okay. We don't have that self-belief. We have self-doubt. We have shame. We carry it. We carry self-doubt, self, you know. Why is it continuously the, the, the females who carry it much more than the men, you know? Right. We continuously carry it, you know? And, right. you know, when I go on a business trip, I always feel guilty. Oh, my God, my kids are at home. Oh, my God, you know, I'm a bad mother. <laughs> and my kids grow up fine. I mean, I went, I came back, I took care of them. They're fine. Absolutely. But men don't think that way, do they? Yeah. But, but we do. So if you give your daughter the the confidence that yes she has the power to be who she wants to be and she's capable and you educate her in that way then no one can deter her mm. she will choose hopefully choose the right person and even if it's not the right person she will know how she needs what she needs to do 
So it's again, it goes back to the house and giving that, that child that confidence, you know, in, in family businesses, we have a huge issue. I'm sure you read, you've read the chapters in the book about that, that, that fathers or brothers always worry about the sister and, you know, um, the sister, because she could be heavily influenced by, you know, um, her husband and we don't want her on the board because she could be heavily influenced, you know. Um, but, you know, what I've seen in my life basically is that men are very heavily influenced by their oh, wives absolutely. as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's the same. as, as, as a small if, aside, I must mention, I've often said that, you know, in India, a lot of people say that women gossip and I was telling them, no, I said women don't gossip. It's the men who gossip. It's, it's probably the same, probably in different <laughs> manners, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but but what, what I'm saying is, is if the, the parents yeah. put this in the instill this in their in their daughters that you are capable, nothing is going to dissuade you. You are capable, and you should have that confidence. Then no one is going to influence her on the board, or yeah. no one is going to tell her on the board, or no one at home is going to tell her on the board what how to vote, you know? Absolutely. She should be capable enough. And that comes from the house. Correct. That really comes from the house, to be yeah. frank. So I hope fathers notice that. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are the things that I'd love, you know, fathers to read and, 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 and to hopefully empower their daughters. Terrific. So, you know, I'm now coming to the end of our conversation. I'd love to keep talking to you. But I want you to give one message as a woman, not as an Arab woman, but as a woman, uh, as a global woman, to the young girls, uh, not married, just married in the world. What should they stand for? I think they should stand for what they believe in. And again, I go back to the same theme I've been talking about is believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't have doubt. Mm. And don't let anyone instill this doubt in your head mm. that you aren't capable because of your gender. You know, um, uh, there, there is no such thing. The sky's the limit. And and to be very frank, whatever is, is said about and is talked about, mm. um, the laws are changing here. They are empowering women more. So sky is the limit. You know, you can go to court more, you know, as, as a sister. You can go to court if you'd like, if you think you've been infringed upon in the business uh, aspect. The, the court system is there. Um, just if you have that confidence to believe in yourself, you know, and, and that is the key. It's that confidence. It's that self-doubt that continuously we get, you know, if we can just erase that and believe in ourselves, I think that's, uh, that's, uh, what I would, you know, hopefully I taught my daughter and what I'd like to teach all the people around her is just believe in that Fantastic. and hopefully, and, and for, for men to respect our thoughts, Definitely. respect us, respect our thoughts. Mm. Um, we deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know, we truly deserve it. Absolutely. You're absolutely so right. Sudhi, thank you so much. You know, I have just thank loved you. our conversation. And you know what I think you have done with this one book? You started uh, a snowball uh, rolling down a mountainside because I'm almost 100% certain you're now going to be getting stories from around the world saying, Susie, book number two my story book number three my story so Susie kanu is going to be well-known women's champions right in the world i'm sure good luck well, i hope so i just hope i can make a difference and i hope you know to be honest this journey was really to make a difference you know if i can make a difference in one person's life then then i think the book was worth it but yes they are trying to there will be a website coming up for hear us speak um, and I think women would be able to to put in their stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, to see how we can help one another. 
even with and, and if the world all the world comes together and we help everyone around the world that would be lovely you know mm-hmm. um that would be ideal i don't know how we can make it work but um again with women i think we can make anything work if we put our heads together <laughs> but thank you so much thank you again thank you so much thank you for listening to the brand called you video cast and podcast platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals you can also follow us on youtube facebook instagram and twitter just search for the brand called you